0: Welcome to the Naughty Child Podcast, with me Richard, I'm me Polly, I'm the dad,
1: and I'm the daughter. I did everything
2: before I leave, I need to find that bag
0: my Alex Hartley took us off air in Brighton
2: earlier this year.
1: I'm a huge fan of Pepper.
2: We thought we were really funny, so why doesn't
1: everyone else think we're really funny? It's been the longest year ever, hasn't it?
2: She's the most relaxed captain you've ever known. <laughs> he got me through my flight from Mackay to Adelaide, so thank you very much. Well, my dog is now called Jude. <laughs> oh well, Manchester Originals aren't through to the Eliminators. So I've got to change my team. Yeah. Sophie Eccleston's the worst. Like having a child with you when she's on tour. I don't know whether it shows something about <laughs> me or whether it just shows I'm a little bit stupid.
0: So Polly, Test Match Week.
1: Test Match Week and. Um, It's come to an end uh, a little bit earlier than we expected, really.
0: Well, the rain again.
1: (laughs) Again. See, going into the week, I knew there was bad weather scheduled. And I thought, I think it looked like the first or second day there might be a bit of rain, which luckily there wasn't. But third and fourth day, absolutely poured.
0: Yes. So, yes, you went yesterday, didn't you?
1: I did go yesterday. So
0: 55 overs were lost yesterday, mm-hmm. which is over half the day. Yeah. I think there's more than that today, mm-hmm. haven't Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, they didn't even play very much at all. And then um, after, you know, the last rain delay, um, Heather and Sane shook hands and said, OK, we'll call it a draw, um, which oh, is it's a shame because... Um, I think Kate her story, the little uh, gif of, you know, that old lady in Briscoe, not another one. <laughs> <Obviously I can. laughs> it was that, because it, it's so true. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think the stat was that uh, England haven't won a test match on home soil since 2005, I think.
0: Okay. Um, wow. Just
1: because, I mean, mainly because it's four days. Um, mm-hmm. And actually, most of them have been draws, they haven't been losses, um, oh. which. Yeah, it's, it's really frustrating. And I suppose, you know, they've been talking about this on TMS that, okay, we now go back to the question of five-day tests. And actually, if nothing's done now, the same conversation is going to be held in a year's time. Um, which is, yeah, frustrating because they, they were explaining that with a women's test, it's they allow 400 overs, 100 overs for each day. Mm-hmm. With the men's, it's 450 with 90 overs each day. Mm-hmm. But actually, say on day three of the men's test match it pours down well actually they have time on day five to make it for those overs but if it's four four days they don't have that time um and so I think you know without the rain England could have easily won and there was they were definitely playing for the win and there was a huge possibility of that happening but especially given the rain today it just they got to a point where it just was not going to be possible
0: yeah, I, and I think as well, you know, Marathon Cap was still batting for mm. South Africa. So it wasn't a given that England no. were going to win. No, you know, again, not. you extend that out into the next day. South Africa could, could have set us, you know, a tricky 180 or something mm-hmm. to win, yeah. which, you know, was by no means something that we would easily get. No. Um, so, yeah, it's it's a real shame. But there were some big highlights from the, the game.
1: huge highlights. Um, I think let's talk a bit about South Africa first. Yeah. Um, so obviously Marizan cap, um, 150. Just incredible. Because I, I remember when she came in to bat, I was like, oh, well, you know, yeah, this should be fine. Like, you know, she she won't get a massive total, ironically, because she just batted so well and looked so comfortable. Um,
0: I just get the impression. I, I mean, I don't know her at all. Really? <laughs> but well, I know... I suppose mm. you can tell certain things yeah, about yeah, yeah. someone by how they play yeah. cricket. Mm. And I suppose the thing I noticed with Marizanne Cap is just she is ultra competitive. Yeah. And that's what came across mm. is that she was just she had a will and determination not to get out <laughs> and to just stay there and yeah. to bat and to bat and to bat. And uh, that's exactly what she did, you know, yeah. quite astonishing innings. Mm. Really, really high quality. And 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 actually England won the toss and put them in. And that really put South Africa ahead of the game, didn't it? Because I, yeah. I suggest if you put the opposition in, you really want to have dismissed them, you know, for under 250, yeah. I, I would I would say. You know, by just sort of tea time or just after, you need to have got them out. And if they're batting beyond that and getting more than that, then you've possibly made the really? wrong decision. Yeah. And uh, and she took that them from that territory of they're going to get a total, which is a mm-hmm. losing total in the first yeah. innings. something which was potentially a winning total in the
1: first Mm. innings yeah and see it's interesting because before the test match started like before the toss and everything we were saying that you know if we were heather and we won the toss we would bat first Mm -hmm. try and put massive total on the board then make south africa bat hopefully then put them in again Mm -hmm. um and win the test match but um obviously heather chose to bowl first which um, is reasonable and in some ways I was glad for the sake of, MLM um, mm-hmm. and possibly ADR as we find out um, because I suppose it gives them that time to get more comfortable and I suppose that's the difference with batting and bowling that you know if you've got bowlers on debut actually they can they almost have time to get comfortable mm-hmm. with batters you don't have time if you if you, well, if you're out you're out mm-hmm. <laughs> basic basic rules of cricket um, so I think. You know, I that decision has been questioned, but I actually don't think it was a bad decision at all.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, either way, it works the same, doesn't yeah. it? You know, we we put them in and then got a, a much bigger total mm. than they did, and then put them under pressure in the third innings. It was the yeah. it was the rain delays that that cost mm. it in the end.
1: Um, but something I did love seeing was Crossy with the new ball. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, opening the bowling for England, um, it was always going to be an interesting one with uh, Anya and Catherine retiring. Um, and actually, you know, she really stepped up into that position. And in the first inning, she took four wickets. So um, yeah. that worked really, really well. Obviously, a lot of people on debut. Now, we discussed last week who we thought was going to make a debut. So I think we said Emily Arlott, uh, who obviously then uh, got ruled out because of, uh, like, long COVID mm-hmm. effects. Um, Lauren Bell, mm-hmm. I think we said. uh Aram, obviously. And... I think we said we would have had Charlie Dean in, and regretfully, we did not say Alice Davidson Well, no, quite the
0: opposite. I I was Mm -hmm. definitely in favour of playing Charlie Dean, Mm -hmm. you know, because Eccleston had to bowl bowl all those overs against India last year. I just thought Charlie Dean and Eccleston together. Mm -hmm. Charlie's been in great form. My view of Alice Davidson Richards is that she's not a good enough bowler to get in the side (laughs) as a bowler. She's not really a good enough batter to get in the side as a batter, so why why pick you know why mm. make the the Chris Wokes of the <laughs> of the yeah, women's cricket mm. world? But I think she how, might have heard the podcast. <laughs> how wrong I was! <laughs> how mm-hmm. wrong I was!
1: Yeah, so let's talk about England's innings. Uh, so <laughs> it was quite a good start. So Lamb opening batting in a Test match for the first time with Tammy Beaumont. Um, saved quite a solid partnership, and it was looking really good. But Annika Bosch. Bish bash bosh, as I was saying, because that's one of the adverts uh, at the cricket. Bish bash bosh. Um, so that was a bit unfortunate, but kind of in true Nat Sivah style, she stepped up. Um, she got 169 not out, which is just incredible. And like, I feel like like Sivah is obviously, she is very well appreciated. But I think because of how chilled out she is, mm-hmm. I think her achievements aren't, like, realised as much compared to if someone's, you know, massively celebrating all the time.
0: Well, I mean, the thing is, you put that together with her innings in the World Cup final.
1: Exactly. She's
0: hit over 300 runs without getting out. Without getting out, yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, I saw that start, which was incredible. And then England got in a bit of trouble. Dunks got out. Amy Jones got out. Amy Jones? What was going
0: on there?
1: I... I don't know. It for now, that happens to me a lot, of others. yeah. I know it <laughs> reminds me
0: of you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh no, I actually got one run that time. You did, yeah. Right. Um, but then Alice Davidson Richards came in, and I just i was so concerned at the start because she took a long time to get runs, mm-hmm. and I was a bit worried because obviously she was probably quite nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was thinking, okay, this could be like. You know she might get 20 runs in 150 balls, like it could be you know not great strike rate, but again, proved us all wrong 107 and got a uh, uh, century on debut.
0: It was just a wonderful innings, mm. and you know, I should have known better actually when I, <laughs> because we saw her, didn't we, mm. in um, the Charlotte Edwards Cup semi final.
1: See, what's funny about that is when she came in, I was like, you know, if she can just play like get a similar sort of school mm. to Ch- sorry, as was Edwards Cup semi-final I was thinking you know maybe she can push a bit more mm. but I mean I did not think she was going to get a century. I was so nervous when she was there on 99 I think it was because I think oh it's going to be Jamie Overton 2.0 like, oh, oh no, no. <laughs> um, but she just played so well and I think also Something I noticed is she managed to almost catch up to Nat Silver. Yeah. So when Nat Silver got a century, I think ADR was on seventy or seventy five, mm-hmm. but she managed to catch up very quickly. Um, and I suppose, uh, yeah, I suppose if you're batting with someone like Nat Silver, it's sort of the perfect person mm-hmm. to bat with on debut. Just so experienced, knows what she's doing, and very relaxed and won't panic mm-hmm. at all. Um, so just incredible to see. I mean, I missed most of it because I was coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, I seem to miss a lot of really good innings, which is but unfortunate. Um, but just yeah, I was I just sad she got out before I could see her the next day.
0: Yes, yes, of course. But yeah, a, a brilliant innings, absolutely brilliant. And you know, I guess it's someone who's gone the long route, yeah, into the England team. You know, so got picked about four years mm. ago and has just been earning a living in the county game, Mm. or the regional game, I should say. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, being a a solid pro. Mm. Um, Someone described her as a general good egg. Yeah. (laughs) And and again, her whole demeanour is Mm. so positive. Yeah. I just... um, I just feel like we'd be friends with her.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, it feels like she's the sort of person you just know. You're, like,
2: yeah. you're <laughs> friends with
1: her. I think things like her having a massive uh, mug of tea in a Sports Direct mug, it's just, like, <laughs> you know, that, to me, that doesn't scream playing international test cricket. That's just, like, you know, yeah. anyone at home on their sofa. And I absolutely love that. Mm. Um, and, just, yeah. Yeah, so, so, so,
0: so mm. uh, pleased for... I mean, pleased for Nat Silver. Yeah. Of course. But that is the dream, isn't it? Yeah. Make your England test debut, score a century. In fact, isn't there a WG Grace stat?
1: Yeah, so she's the first English person to, uh, or England player, to hit a century and take a wicket on debut. Well, there you go. um, Since? Since WG Grace. Wow. Which is... Um, uh, it's a good person to follow. It's I mean she had no it. idea about it. So <laughs> I think um Daggers said on Sky. She was like, oh it's a good person to follow. I was like, yes it is. <laughs> um we should talk about the debut bowlers as well. Yeah. Yeah, everyone should listen to me. Izzy Wong. I had a feeling. Um so good. So so good.
0: Yeah, I mean ab- absolutely brilliant. And again, similar to ADR, it's attitude, isn't it? Yeah. Um she is just a dream member of a team yeah um everything's so positive
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, and you know when we interviewed her that came across as well you know i think um it's interesting Catherine brunt gave her a cap and <laughs> yeah and when we talked to her it, i sort of put to her that she was the opposite of Catherine <laughs> brunt that you know she'd be hit to the boundary and would just still be smiling mm. um but such uh enthusiasm for the game mm. and yeah. and a big game player yeah you know, absolutely. You know, she rises to the occasion.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, and it was so good to see as well, because, you know, she had been a travelling reserve um, and then obviously came in in the end. And um, I mean, firstly, it was great to see her play cricket for England. Um, but then to bowl and in the game get three wickets and I saw two of them uh, was just oh, it was so special to see.
0: I mean that's the dream, isn't it? Where you're not supposed to play and you hmm. you bring your kit just in case. Just
1: in case. I think I do that a lot, but that never happens.
0: And someone says, "Actually, I think we are gonna have to play you." Yeah,
1: so good. But she, she just took to it so well, and I think yeah. this is what a lot of people are saying. She looked like she belonged, and that yeah. is what you want for your from you know people making your debut. Just feel a part of the team, relaxed. Um, and just taking to it so well.
0: Well, we saw that in Northampton as well, didn't we? Yeah. Charlotte Edwards Cup final day. Mm. You know, it was the big occasion. Yeah. She really, really stepped up. She's, yeah. She's made for the big occasions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I, you know, you can imagine the rest of the summer she's going to mm. just going to play every game for England. I, I really,
1: I really hope so. I
0: can't see how she, how she um, can not play.
1: Yeah. Fair enough. Um. So yeah, it was such a busy day yesterday, especially with the rain day because that just makes the day longer, but. Oh, I need to do a shout out. I don't even know what this guy's name. We didn't even do names. We just did like cricket story, life story. One of the stewards at Taunton was just the nicest person because I went under a shelter for a bit. It was like the last rain delay before they finally came back on. Bear in mind, I don't really know many people from the West Country. And so I'm not accustomed to the accent at all. <laughs> and this like steward just comes up to me he goes you're right there my darling (laughs) and I like I was just trying not to laugh it was quite funny and he was just like speaking to me and I could barely understand what he was saying but I was just like going with it. I was like laughing but he was lovely and um we had like an hour-long chat and it was just really (laughs) nice just chatting about cricket Mm -hmm. you know stuff to do in Taunton which he he was like uh, he was saying there are a few nightclubs, but they're only open on a Friday, so come back on a Friday when it's sunny. I was like, okay, fair enough. Farming, um, did you go to farming? Too? Well, yeah, we spoke a little bit about farming. He said there are lots of you know, you could go to a farm. I was like, oh, I've got three hours into Taunton. I don't really want to go to a farm. Um, I did look on uh TripAdvisor, other. Trip advisors are available um,
0: <laughs> Best things to do in Taunton <laughs> Best
1: things to do in Taunton um, So you could go see some alpacas Which I thought, I don't think alpacas Are going to be out in the rain mm. Horse riding, which mm-hmm. I thought mm-hmm. I'm not Qualified enough, I don't think well, There was a cider thing But yes. I was like, well, yeah. I'm not old enough to buy yeah. cider So, I mean, really it was a bit of a writer So I'm very glad that England managed to get on For those last 12 overs <laughs> um, But those last 12 overs were really good, good Obviously one you took two wickets um and um it was great so most people have left by this point because they just didn't think there's going to be any more play so it was mainly friends and family which actually was so much fun because so i had nat family behind me and they were singing really loudly and we're all like just trying to build a bit of atmosphere because i suppose after a red leg can go a bit dead and you know they wanted wickets and things like that that was a lot of fun um and I felt England left it in a good way um, at the end of day three. So uh, I was just shame I couldn't go back today, but I suppose I didn't I didn't really miss that much. No, <laughs> no, not unfortunately, all, not, really.
0: unfortunately not. Yeah. And um, you, you met Sid and Raf there as well? Yeah,
1: caught with Raf and Sid, which was really, really good.
0: From the uh, um, Cricket Her Cricket podcast. Her,
1: yeah. Um, so that was really nice to chat to them. And it's really just like the cricket, you just get chatting to people. I, that's something I really like because, yeah just it's, fun. it's lovely
0: isn't it yeah so yeah. thanks thanks Raph and Sid for keeping an eye out for You're and... <laughs>
1: <laughs> no i wasn't babysitting
0: raf's a doctor isn't she
1: yeah doctor
0: she could have written you like a sick note for school
1: oh that's true i mean they didn't ask
0: doctor true. of cricket history doctor of cricket.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that would be like that would be a pretty cool doctor yeah uh we talked about you You went to paris
0: i went to paris yeah. yeah 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 so i was there this time last week um recording the podcast yeah yeah that was great had, a, had yeah. a really really good time in paris it was um splendid yeah it had some rain but that was okay didn't stop us doing anything mm-hmm. and uh yeah taking um 37 um uh, Eleven to thirteen year old girls around <laughs> Paris on the metro and oh that sort of thing. What could possibly go wrong? What
1: could? Po- nothing really went nothing wrong. Nothing went with wrong. Didn't lose anyone.
0: No. That's went it. to some of our favourite places. Yeah. Um, went to Park Asterix.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, which is really good. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, hung out in Montmartre for a while and, so and took selfies. In fact, mm-hmm. all we did really is take, take selfies, selfies everywhere. I didn't really mm. pay to go anywhere, got yeah. from on Metro. Um, uh, but really, really uh, mm. amazing. And it's one of the privileges of the job, really, just to kind of uh, uh, take kids places mm. that they'd never imagine ever going and yeah. get them to experience it. So uh, we yeah. really
1: enjoyed that. Yeah, and while you're doing all that, I was going to quite a few open days Oh, that, we yeah. said we'd talk about that this week, so I thought Yes. So
0: um so you've been to two I've been to week?
1: two so far, yeah? yeah. So Manchester Metropolitan University mm-hmm. uh, and also <coughs> Salford Uni. Okay.
0: And and remind us what, what you're thinking of studying next year.
1: So next year? Next I well, wish. 12,
0: 12 months time. Is, <laughs> just over, yeah. Um
1: so something related to sport journalism. So mm-hmm. A lot of the courses vary. So, some are multimedia journalism, some are media and communication, some are sport journalism. Um, so, it just depends on the uni and different things. Like different places offer slightly different like pros and cons of the mm-hmm. course slash the uni and stuff like that. Um, so, I love Manchester. Thought it was really good. I mean, yeah. I love like the city of Manchester generally, mm-hmm. um, and it's definitely a place I could see myself. Living so, um, no, and I really like the course. The sport there's really good as well, Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I was was very impressed with it. Salford, on the other hand, less so. Less so. I had high expectations.
0: Yeah. Well, of course, it's the big media centre in Salford, but
1: it it seems to be the sort of place that shouts about the fact they're next to the BBC, but actually aren't that good. Mm. Um, I mean, firstly, I think the biggest takeaway was it just didn't really feel like a uni. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, it's a bit strange. Um, the Media City campus is also detached from the rest of the uni. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the the whole thing was very disorganised, and the lecture was quite sexist, which I was not a fan of. And then even worse, made it personal by having a go at podcasters. <laughs> and I was like, I'm sorry. I was like, it, it genuinely did feel personal because firstly, started talking about. The fact that I couldn't open a door well because I was a woman. And then he started talking about the fact that you know podcasts aren't great. I was like, You're supposed to be promoting multimedia here, mm. not slamming podcasts. Wow. And then even worse, he was from Preston. I was like, How dare you have the audacity to come from such a great place and be like that? So overall, bad but I went to Preto. So ah, well yes, every um, cloud. Exactly.
0: Okay, and then you're off to Leeds tomorrow, is that right?
1: I've got open day in Leeds
0: hmm.
1: so yeah it's all very exciting
0: yes so uh, if any of our listeners have got any uh, tips or recommendations <laughs> for uh great um academic establishments or possibly to study out in the future they do let us know
1: great I say great academic establishment I need stuff with low grade boundaries so <laughs> there's nothing too, you know well,
0: it's getting the balance right isn't it you know so, yeah so good enough to mean that you can get have some sort of job at the end of it but uh, <laughs>
1: But I can only get in somehow. <laughs> um, so no, we'll see. Um, but Rachel Hayhoe Flint starts.
0: Yes, yes. So you're going to be at the Sparks game, are you?
1: Yeah, so Sparks playing Vipers.
0: Whoa. Whoa. See,
1: well, it's it's an interesting one and I've been thinking about this. I suppose we always knew this going into Rachel Hayhoe Flint that actually availability would be very different for the Charlotte like compared to the Charlotte Edwards Cup because of the England players were available for the whole of the Charlotte Edwards Cup. Mm -hmm. However, this time, because obviously that starts on Saturday and the Test match has just finished today, I presume, well, I mean, it would be a bit bonkers if they weren't, that all the England players who played in that Test match will not be in the first round of Rachel A. Flint, which is just going to be so interesting to see how that all works, because... um, you think about the people that have made debuts. So you've got Izzy Wong, ADR, Emma Lam, um, Lauren Bell. You know, they're very important people in their regional teams. Mm-hmm. And so then to go without them, it's going to be really interesting to see. You know, people are going to have to step up. And, you know, normally Wong is opening the bowling for Sparks or, mm-hmm. you know, Lauren Bell, massive party, Emma Lam opening the batting. Um, it's going to be see- interesting to see how you know, teams do, but also it's going to be interesting for the teams that haven't had people taken away away and and haven't Mm. particularly been affected by England call-ups such as, you know, Western Storm, Sunrisers, Lightning, because actually they've got a lot of continuity and their teams are going to be almost the same as previously.
0: Yes, and I guess it's also a good opportunity for those England A players Mm. to really set a standard and yeah. and to show what they're capable of doing, mm. you know, 50 over game, to score a big 100, Yeah, for example, is going to really uh, kind of point themselves out to yeah. England selectors yeah. for the rest of the summer.
1: And it's been really good to see warm-ups. There have been so many centuries so far. Mm. But then also, you know, Leeds have some really good bowling. So it will be really interesting to see. And I suppose this this is a big opportunity, but... Yeah, I suppose the rest of Rachel Aflin is slightly determined in some ways by England call-ups. Um, and you would imagine the teams most affected would be, you know, Sparks, um, South Stars, Vipers and potentially Thunder a bit. Mm. Um, so it'll be an interesting one to watch because, yeah, I mean, you know, how a team's gonna cope without their opening batter or whatever.
0: Yeah, so maybe a team like Northern Diamonds mm,
1: could could really benefit from this because mm. ooh, interesting. Yeah, we'll see. Um is that everything we need to talk about?
0: Um I think I think so. We talked about university, mm, we talked yeah. about Test match,
1: yeah. We talked
0: about Rachel Hill Flint.
1: Yeah.
0: We got a guest though.
1: We do have a guest.
0: Who plays for Thunder?
1: Yeah. Yeah, so uh, earlier we spoke to Satchi Pai, who plays Thunder. Used to play for Lightning and then move this year. But it was really interesting to chat to her, mm-hmm. um, I suppose, about her cricket story and then also her career now. And um, obviously not being a professional player, it's interesting to, you know, find out how she balances it all.
0: She's a recruitment consultant.
1: Yeah, it's one of those jobs, I actually don't know what that is. I
0: know, I know, I was a bit embarrassed. (laughs) It's like you just sit at a desk and uh, play with the toys on the desk, don't you? (laughs) And and have meetings. It's
1: like, yeah, when people are like, oh, I'm a consultant manager. I'm I'm sorry. (laughs) Like, that was not the careers fair. Like, I do not know what that is.
0: No, recruitment consultants, they work really hard, I'm sure. Harder than teachers, definitely.
1: Obviously, everyone works harder than teachers. That was a joke. That was a joke. No, no one works harder than teachers. Um but anyway, enjoy our chat with pie
2: Um
1: so firstly, what
2: is your cricket story and how did you first get into cricket? Oh, that's uh, quite interesting. So I think my, from what I remember, like my first memory of it is that me and my dad actually used to watch cricket. And, like my dad used to really watch it, and then like little me just used to sit along and, and watch it with him. Um, and I think ever since I've started to really get into it, that I I've always wanted to play. Um, I probably would say my mum was a bit reluctant to put me in it at first because she thought, oh, if I got really scared of the ball. Um, I won't be able to like, carry it on. I got hit with it, and then so she was like, no, like we've got to wait till she's a little bit older um, to like officially like start playing. But yeah, I think it was it was like naturally like my dad who got me into it, and because I we I was born in India, um, obviously it's massive there, and the culture is actually manic when it comes to cricket. So yeah, that's probably would say that's how I originally got into it.
1: What sort of age did you move over to the UK? And do you have like any memories of cricket in India as
2: a child? Yeah, so I, I moved over when I was about seven years old, so I still lived quite a bit um, in in India. Um, Like, first memory, I probably would say, was after 2003 World Cup, um, when it was, like, India versus Australia in the final. And I don't know, that's a long time ago, but I, I still seem to somehow have a, have a little memory of it. And, like, it was when, you know, India were favourites, and, again, like, Australia are always favourites, and, you know, they're always very strong. Um, but it was just a disappointment of that and I just knew like the, the buzz and the game was just fantastic so I just knew like I've always wanted to play it since since that moment really and that environment that was created at that time was just fantastic.
0: Brilliant so you uh, of course play Thunder but you're not one of the contracted players is that right?
2: Yeah no I'm not no, I'm not one
0: of the so do you, do you have like a an, another job that you do around the cricket then?
2: Yeah, I actually, I, I work as a recruitment consultant uh, for Michael Page. Um, I'm currently working in Manchester for them, in their the Manchester office. Um, I mean, like, I think they're really great in terms of the sort of flexibility I have with the job itself. Um, I think they're very flexible in terms of, and supportive as well, in terms of letting me play you know, and, and have time off and, and sort of build like my recruitment career around my cricket, which is always a nice balance to have. Um, And it it sort of gives me that almost like a second life to live as well at the same time.
1: And um, talk us through your journey of kind of getting to where you are now. So, of course, you used to play um, for Lightning and you went to Loughborough Uni. So talk us through kind of all that and how you've ended up uh, playing for Thunder.
2: Yeah, so I obviously went to, well, I started university at Loughborough in like 2017. Um, Obviously, there was no like regional stuff um, around that time. Um, but Loughborough had like a have like a really good reputation of their you know of their cricket and the coaching that they provide. So I've always really wanted to go there to you know to improve my skills as a cricketer um, and just get that discipline in, in me as an athlete. Um, going to Loughborough um, and again like I've had some amazing four years. I've learned so many things um, like whilst being there um especially like being disciplined in what i wanted to do um the work that you have to put in because you know you're surrounded by just like so many athletes and not it's not just cricket um so it kind of just teaches you how to like balance you know like two to three things at once which was great and then when i think it was the covid year 2020 when you know the the regional stuff came about and yeah it it, it was when um at the time, Lightning asked me to, to play for them and I, and I, you know, really wasn't expecting it. So it was it was a lovely surprise, um, but it was great. Um, obviously, that was a very short season, um, but no, it, it was fantastic. And I, and I felt like, you know, that season, I was more excited than than nervous to just, just get going. Um, and yeah, I played for Lightning for, for a couple of seasons. Um, played a few 50-overs, a few beauty 20s as well. Um, but I just felt like with, the way that my cricket was going and the way Thunder is like sort of growing and exploring and obviously with my base so my home being back in Bolton up north um, I just thought it was the right decision and at the time you know Thunder could provide me and help me grow a lot more as a cricketer um, I think it's a, it's a really really good setup here with, with the coaches and obviously the players and the support that Lancashire cricket are providing and it was just made more sense for me to sort of move back home for the time being um but yeah that's sort of like my last couple of years I've been.
0: Now you of course uh, train alongside the professionals does how does that work in terms of the day-to-day life of the team do you have the same sessions together or are you coming in less often for training and that sort of thing?
2: We have the same sessions together. Um, I think I quite like the fact that it's, it's quite even. Um, and I understand that obviously, you know, they're contracted players, but I quite like how even playing field it is because um, I feel like, you know, we're all professional cricketers um, and, you know, hopefully in a few years' time everyone will be on these professional contracts as well with the way the like the women's sport is going. So we all really need to be, like, used to, you know, training like ones as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, quite, it's quite an even. Easy- and playing field here at Thunder
0: mm-hmm.
1: and something I definitely noticed about Thunder in comparison to some other regions is the support that Lancashire give and you know you've played quite a few games at uh, Old Trafford obviously having that headliner spot a couple of weeks ago um, what's it like to be part of a region where you know the counties are so supportive and are really pushing for gender parity
2: yeah no, it was brilliant like I said like Lancashire honestly being fantastic like taking us on the pre-season trip to Dubai alongside the men's. And, you know, that was like the first, like, first time that's been done. It's just been done and it's been like history has been created there. But the opportunity we got to, to do that, and not just me, but like a lot of younger players as well um, have the opportunity to do that too. And it, it was just brilliant, but it's not just that. And like you said, like being able to play so many games at Old Trafford, I know we've got one coming up at the end of the month, which is a 50-over. Um, we obviously headlined um, in the T20 comp. Um, and the, the crowd and the support we've got from Lancashire has absolutely been amazing. Um, and they really, really are pushing for, obviously, like, equality. And, you know, they really are doing all the right things to to move, like, women's sport and women's cricket forward. Yeah, in fact,
1: we have we were at both the Old Trafford games and then I'm going to be at the Old Trafford game at the end of the month. So mm-hmm. it's one of my favourite grounds. It's so good. So, um, no, it's really good to see. Um, but just hopefully they can get bigger crowds in. Um because, yeah, filling out Old Trafford would be incredible.
0: Yeah, I've got great memories of Old Trafford because I, I grew up in Preston, so uh, not a million miles away from you in Baltimore. All right. And um, so no, we, no. we used to go to Old Trafford loads when I was growing up. And then Polly dragged me along to see Ooh. Thunder Play a few weeks ago. And it was the first time i have been to Old Trafford for about 25 years and it was amazing because it's totally different i mean there is not one brick apart from the front of the pavilion there's not one brick that's the same as what i remember (laughs) 25 years ago
2: yeah no old Trafford. i think it's it's a brilliant ground like i could have a bit of a biased opinion if you say so (laughs) yourself but um yeah and it was brilliant the atmosphere that gets created is brilliant the support we get is amazing and like i just think like it's got so many like you know historical matches, and so many like famous players have played there and like really made their mark there. Um, yeah, it's it's honestly it's amazing to be able to play on that ground and and to be able to play alongside like after the men's and before the men's. Yeah, so I would say like it's it's really growing at the minute, and yeah, I absolutely love the ground.
1: And uh, speak to us a bit about that pre-season tour to Dubai because it it looks so much fun. Um, and especially you coming in to the side from Lightning, I suppose it's a good.
2: Um, like bonding experience as well yeah no pre-season trip to Dubai was probably like one of my favourite weeks mm-hmm. That's in my life I very would say I think we're, we're quite very close as a team anyway um, you know and I just felt like Dubai like brought us closer and all all the work and the efforts that we've put in over winter really seemed to come off on that tour um, and it was just exciting to see where people were in, in terms of like their own game as well, um, yeah. No, it was it was fantastic, and there were some like exceptional performances, you know, throughout. Divine, you know, someone you would put their hand up in every game, and it it was just fantastic to see. And again, like the facilities the ground like the whole week and the tour was just amazing.
0: So we've been having the test match over the last few days, and of course, uh, gr- very good thunder representation in the England side uh, with Kate Cross and uh, Sophie Eccleston and Emma Lamb all performed really, really well. Uh, what are your thoughts about the possibility of playing Red Bull cricket at regional level at some point in the future?
2: Oh, I, I'm, I'm all for it. I absolutely love it. I think Red Bull cricket, you know, if you ask me, it's the best form. It still is. I think that's, that's when you know when I'm a bit of a cricket nerd. Um, I think, you know, I think that's when you know, at your, you know how good of a cricketer you are. It shows patience, you know, it shows time for the crease, but it, like it really tests your skill, skill level to the max. Um, I would love to play Red Bull cricket at a regional level, but also that would mean that, you know, there's a nice scope for any women to sort of target sort of a format that they like as well. Um, Because obviously T20, you know, is is what everyone just loves, but I feel like we haven't played enough like Red Bull cricket or Test cricket to know what it feels like to be on the field for that long and and the type of skills that we need to develop as well. Just completely different and it, it might suit some players better. That's also another thing that you know we we might think oh, They're not suited for T twenty, so some players just get pushed to the side. But they might actually be better suited for the test match format. So I think it'll be great in developing players and just you know pe- letting people explore like what what is best for them.
0: Yeah, I mean we're we're big fans of the red Bull game, and uh, it, it would be great for the administrators to sort of get their head around that a little bit and how that can work. And I see how it's complicated with when you've got amateurs and professionals on the same team and you know, people have got a working week and, and that yeah. sort of thing and your employees going to have to be a little bit more flexible and so yeah. on. Um, but that would be amazing looking in the seasons mm. ahead, wouldn't it?
1: And um, who are some of the players we should watch out for at Thunder who are perhaps like on the fringe of the team
2: um, or younger players that we, we need to keep our eye on? Yeah, so obviously like Laura Jackson, um, you know, she's come a lot um, in, the, in the last couple of years. Like she's really worked... Super, super hard on her game. Like I can't emphasise it enough. Um, and you know, she's definitely one that sometimes goes unnoticed, but she's a great player. And and she's gonna she's gonna improve more and more. Um, Georgie Boy's been scoring, you know, quite a lot of runs this, this season for us again. Um, you know, she's been in great touch, been in you know, working really hard again. Um, and then we've obviously got some some of the younger players who are really really coming through and you know, waiting for their, their chance to be like stepped up. I probably would say um, Daisy Mullen being one of them who's come a long way as well and Liberty Heap at the spinner as well. I think they're, they're probably the two younger ones, I would, I would say, top of my head to sort of look out for, uh, for, for the future. I think they've got a great future ahead of them. Yeah, we're big fans of Laura Jackson. We we
1: spoke to her back, I think was it was in December. I think it was just after she got a professional contract. Um, and yeah, seeing a, it, was was uh, the Diamonds game at Sale Cricket Club. Well, I was very impressed where she got. I think it was Nat Siver and Lauren Wimfield Hill. Um Some incredible bowling. So, I know, we were very impressed yeah. with that.
2: Yeah, being on that pitch was just amazing because we were like, did that just happen? Like, did we just see that? But they were just... They were just unbelievable. deliveries, like you know, like they were. They were honestly. They were just. It was amazing to watch her do her thing, and she's amazing with the ball. Like first up, um, with her swing as well. But the way, you know, she's not afraid to take that challenge, and she's not afraid about who's in front of her because she really, truly believes in her skill, and and so she should.
1: And obviously, looking ahead to Rachel Heyer Flint, which starts on Saturday. Um, what's Thunder's kind of you know key to getting into semi-final or final this year hopefully
2: yeah I hope, I hope so too um I mean like we, we're just saying like what we can do like every session you know every time that we come into training what our focus is um in terms of moving our moving our team forward moving our individual performance forward but I think we're we're just really trying to work together as a team and like support each other in and what we need to be supported I feel like You know, working on skills is is definitely a massive part of it, but having that team environment and supporting each other in terms of where someone might be struggling and you could really help them out by just having a conversation um, or anything like that, I think that goes a long way. Um, And that's where, like, really good teams are made. So I think, you know, we're really focusing on just, like, staying tight-knit and really just helping each other out where we can.
0: Yeah, and of course, you've had a change of captaincy at uh, Thunder this season as well. It's moved from Alex Hartley to Ellie Threlkeld. What sort of um, it, it, what sort of captain is is Ellie for that for that side?
2: Well, Ellie, if anyone that knows her, she's very energetic and she loves the game. Um, I've known Ellie for years. We've been really good friends for years. Um, yeah, no, she's a fantastic girl. She's a great captain. Um, she's got a really good eye, I reckon, because she's obviously a keeper. She can see everything that's going on. Um, her energy levels never drop, which is always good because. You know, no matter how down you are, like you know, she's always there to like get the team going and get it buzzing again. Um, and and being so young as well, like I think she's done really well to take on that responsibility, especially after someone like, you know, Hartley, who's been he has been around the game for ages. And and again, that like, she's been great for Thunder as well to to bring players through. So yeah, and I think Ellie's doing a really good job in terms of you know where where her career is at the moment and how, also how she's supporting people.
0: It's been absolutely brilliant to speak to you thank you so much for giving it your time it's um it's really really good to get these insights into um you playing the game and uh, and you know what it's like to be at that elite level of sport so thank you for sharing with us
2: thank you so much for having me i've uh, really enjoyed talking to you guys
0: Oh, thanks, good to Sachi.
1: Mm-hmm. Good chat. Yeah, very good.
0: Uh, can we have another guest next week?
1: We can. So, in fact, next week mm-hmm. I've just got back from my final DV expedition. No way. Which I'm not looking forward to. <laughs> I'm so tired. It's
0: got to be warmer than the last one.
1: It. I mean, it will be. I can guarantee that because last time it was about minus five and I woke up frosty every single morning. So, not during the warm. World Cup? Yeah. Uh, our last day was the final of the World Cup. Yeah. Um, not missing tons of cricket. Mi- I am missing the England men's test match at Edgbaston, though, which realistically I could have gone to if I wasn't there. But you know what? It's fine. It's... It'll be worth it when we go
0: down to the palace to collect your reward I mean,
1: I really hope so because, yeah, it better be great. It'd better not rain that day because <laughs> um, I've done all of this for nothing. Um, oh, should we record a podcast at Buckingham Palace yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I'm sure that's I'll
1: allowed be, it probably is I mean he's going to tell us off The queen going to come up personally and have a go at. It. <laughs> um, but anyway we will be back next week with a guest we'll have had an, a round with Rachel Hay Flint. Mm-hmm. about to have another um...
0: and we'll talk about what um, Duke of Edinburgh Expeditions are like
2: we will <laughs>